Hello, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping family businesses thrive. My name is Russ Hayworth, and each week I will share insights and experiences to help you to navigate the complexities that can come from being in business with your family. You will also hear directly from family businesses who have been kind enough to share their own stories. As ever, I am grateful for the support of my good friends over at the Institute for Family Business. The IFB support family businesses in overcoming their challenges and help them build lasting legacies, something that we have a shared passion for. You can find out more about their work by heading over to ifb.org.uk. Right, let's get on with this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Business Podcast. I hope you're all well. Now, if you are listening to this um, live as it's uh, released, we are in the midst of a sort of global crisis linked to the coronavirus and the impact that that's going to have on the global economy. So uh, I had Denard about recording a a podcast episode. Is this really something that um, people are going to want to be listening to when, you know, there's various other things going on in the world. But I thought it would be useful for this episode to focus on the support that is available out there for you and your business. And uh, a bit later on, we have an interview with Fiona Graham, who is the Director of External Affairs and Policy at the Institute for Family Business. They've done a lot of work in collating information for um, UK-based firms. They have a dedicated web page at their uh, website that lists all of the various people that you can contact for support. I'm obviously appreciative of the fact that this is a a global podcast. We've got audience uh, members from all over the, the world who listen. And so what I'm not going to do is spend a huge amount of time myself going through the specific UK, US, Canadian, Australian, France, all all those kind of different countries' responses. But what I would suggest you do is to, to fully understand what support is out there. Each government in each of those countries is producing an awful lot of very helpful guidance via their uh, in the UK, it's the .gov, um, sorry, gov.uk website. And there's an awful lot of information on there. It's obviously being updated as the situation changes. And I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 18th of March. The situation is so fluid that it's likely to have changed at least a little bit, if not a lot, by the time you might be listening to this. But I would suggest the first thing you do in terms of looking for support is to make yourself fully aware of what government action has been taken to try and help people through this um, situation. So there's an awful lot of um, money that's been set aside to try and help businesses through that. And the government websites will have links to those various schemes and grants, etc. The same can be said for the um, US. I know they've got some good information on their um, treasury website. So again, keep up to date on those and keep looking back at those for for help and support going forward from a a financial perspective. Now, what I'm not going to do is patronize you by trying to tell you how to to run your business at the moment, but some practical tips that I've heard that I think might be quite 
um, useful is obviously talking to your suppliers, talking to um, the people who owe you money or that you might owe money to. Everybody's going to be aware of what's going on and it's in everybody's interest for the, the best possible outcome for everybody in this situation. So communication is key at this point. And I think it's quite important to recognise that everyone you're dealing with at the moment is very likely to have some element of fear. Now, some people are, are obviously um, feeling far more fear than others. There may be some people who are not fear, feeling any fear at all, but I, I would find that quite surprising given what, what's going on in the world. Um, we're talking about something at the moment that's not just affecting the global economy, it's affecting our own businesses um, and our family. And when you're in business with your family, that's obviously a, a double whammy. So uh, appreciate that there is uh, a lot of fear around and that's obviously going to be shaping how uh, we're all feeling about the current situation. I know it's affected my um, dealings with my own family, slightly shorter tempered than I would normally be, but I'm trying very hard to, to not let this impact those relationships if I can. And I would suggest that might be a good approach for us all to take. In terms of other support, so away from the sort of financial and fiscal side that the government have control over we are all really fortunate that we are in a community and the family business community is one that i'm very proud to be a part of it is one that is driven on family values it is driven on a sense of community and that to me is what makes family businesses so special and now if i can offer some optimism is an opportunity for family businesses to shine and i'm not diminishing the fact that it's obviously a very very tough time but we are the uh, sort of pinnacle of local and international communities in the values in which we instill within the businesses so i would look to to that as some solace in this pretty tricky time at the moment and the fact that we're part of a community means that there is a support network out there for stuff away from the sort of financial side of the business with that in mind the Institute for Family Business, uh, the Family Business Network and Family Business United have come together and created a special web page that basically highlights the different services and uh, products that family businesses are able to offer and deliver during this difficult time. So if you are looking to support other family businesses or if you want to put your own family business on this website, head over to familybizunited.com forward slash coronavirus. So that's familybizunited and biz is B-I-Z dot com forward slash coronavirus and there's information on there as to how you can get added to that and other support and resources uh, on there as well so well done to all involved in that i think that's a great initiative and again shows the power and strength of um, this community and how we can support each other if anyone out there would like to get in touch and uh, arrange a call i'm more than happy to jump on a zoom call or a phone call to talk through anything going on in your family business at the moment. If I can help in any way to, to support that, I'm more than happy to, to give my time to do that. If you want to email me and uh, set something up for, for that, it's russ at the fbc.co.uk. You can also head over to the fbc.co.uk website. We're, we're going to be putting some stuff on there again, which uh, hopefully will be um, of support to you. 
we're all very keen at this time to provide as much support uh, as we can and we are available for you so please do get in touch if there's anything that is causing unwanted pain or anguish in the business or family at the moment we're here to help at times of crisis we tend to come together but it can also cause fraction and division in family systems and we think it's really important to do all we can to try and help alleviate uh, and avoid that if we can so please do get in touch time now to pass over to an interview that i did a little earlier on with fiona graham from the institute for family business it details um, more information about what support is out there for you after the interview i'll be back and we'll be talking about some of the um, other more general tips that i can give for perhaps remote working and just some general well-being tips that i think are important as well so hope you enjoy the chat with fiona i hope it's informative there will be lots of links in there which we'll put in the show notes to help and i'll be back after this interview well, i'm really happy to be joined now by fiona from the institute for family business she is the director of external affairs and policy and it's worth hi. pointing out hi um it's worth hi. pointing out at this stage we are recording this uh, on wednesday the 18th of march uh, around lunchtime so by the time we finish recording, what we're about to talk about may have changed, um, but it is as up-to-date as um, we can get on it. And what Fiona's here to, to help us understand is what support is available to family businesses at what is a really tricky and challenging time. So firstly, Fiona, um, hi, and hope everything's okay with you. Hi, thank you. Yes, it is. Um, I hope the same is true for you and for all of your regular listeners. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, we're in unprecedented times at the moment and um, it's a pretty scary time. Uh, it's a scary time for, for all of us, but perhaps more so if we are uh, running uh, a business. And there was a huge announcement yesterday from the Chancellor around the sort of support packages that are available to businesses. So I thought it would be useful to spend some time just running through what those are. Um, it, is it possible to summarise what those support measures are so people can sort of start to uh, understand what might be out there for them? Uh, yes, I think it's important to say at the start, this is there's a lot that's been announced. Um, and as you say, this is the 18th of March, and we expect more announcements to be made every day around the support available to businesses in different sectors, to them as employers and for individuals. So it's worth keeping updated on what's being announced. We've put together a web, uh, a web page um, at ifb.org.uk and you can find it from the front page that has links to all the kind of government announcements as well as information from other industry bodies and all the support and guidance as well as the official announcements that the Chancellor's made. And we'll be continuing to update that as well as providing you with a bit more information about, okay, if they've announced um, kind of a loan scheme or rates relief support, what that actually means, how you can access those. Because at the moment, a lot of that detail is unclear and we're still waiting for the kind of detail. Mm -hmm. The government's obviously announced a lot of different interventions at the moment, but there's more still to be done. Um, and we'll, we, as I say, we'll see more of that, I think, over coming days and in the weeks and potentially months to come. Um, so... 
at the budget last week and it is hard to believe that that, that was just a week <laughs> just ago. Just a week ago, it's amazing. The Chancellor kicked off um, some of the discussions and some of the announcements around um, support for businesses. One of the key things that included for small businesses particularly is the ability to reclaim sick pay. So if you're a business with fewer than 250 employees and you have um, people off with coronavirus symptoms or or, um, self-isolating, you're paying them statutory sick pay, you should be able to reclaim that money. The ability to reclaim sick pay was kind of was um, removed a few years ago. So kind of having seen that reintroduced is very positive. Um, There were obviously announcements there in the budget around rates relief um, and rates holidays. That's been extended. So originally that was for small businesses were given a in um, leisure, retail and hospitality were given a 12 month rates holiday that's been extended now to all businesses in leisure retail and hospitality now i'm not entirely clear at the moment how that's going to work i think that may just be done automatically you may not have to claim for that but it's definitely worth checking and keeping keeping an eye on that when we get clarity on that we'll put that on our web page as well yeah and i think Um, it's worth um just pointing out as well that because this is so fresh there might be elements of the detail that are still to come so whilst we understand the principle behind what's being introduced because it hasn't physically happened um, as you say the web page that you're going to be keeping um, on the front of your um, site will, will help people to be pointed in the right direction Absolutely. And one of the messages that we're feeding back into government is uh, around, and you know, other business groups are as well, is that this, it's in the, these announcements are important, but the delivery is essential and yeah. actually making sure that money can get through to people because cash flow is the key concern for businesses now. Making sure that they can look after their staff, that they can keep people on is incredibly important. So having some certainty around that. One of the things that kind of talking about, one of the things we're hoping to see in the coming announcements is there's about 35 billion due to be paid by business in VAT over the coming weeks, the next kind of round of VAT payments. And so seeing the government deferring that would be really important for making sure that businesses can keep money and keep the cash flow. Um, so there are uh, there are definitely questions about cash flow, and that's a huge issue that businesses are coming to us with. The government has made um, announcements on uh, loans that will be available. So, Chancellor announced three hundred and thirty billion pounds worth of um, money to go to businesses in terms of loans yesterday. We're again not entirely clear at the moment how you will access those, but that information is coming through gradually, and we'll be updating it. So. It means now that um, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme, the amount that you can borrow through that has gone up from 1.2 million, which was announced in the budget, to 5 million. Um, So if any business that accesses that will have six months of that finance interest free, um, which is really important as well. So these things are kind of being added to and developed all the time. Small businesses might be uh, eligible for grants, particularly those retail, hospitality and leisure businesses that have a rateable value of under 51,000. There are grants that they might be eligible for up to 25,000 pounds. So there's a huge amount kind of being announced every day. um, And it's, it's important to understand 
what support is available to you because it's likely that there is some form of support mm-hmm. for bigger businesses the government also announced a new scheme with the bank of england to provide um to provide cash through loans for them as well so they're looking not only at the small business side which a lot of the budget announcements were focused on but looking at kind of medium and large businesses as well and i think given um although it seems that we've been talking about coronavirus for a long time the impact is only really being felt in the uk now and over the past couple of weeks given the the sort of transition that it's taken from uh, the far east over to to where we are and that because it's a developing environment because it's something that we don't really know um when it's going to end and and all that kind of stuff um keeping people up to date with what the support is and the, the i think um irrespective of your party politics the government are fully aware of the fact that they need to support businesses through this time frame um it's not a, a political issue it's an ec- economical issue and something that is um fundamental to the ongoing success of the uk economy is that there are um all of these businesses are able to survive so mm. um i think we it sounds as if we're going to see more and more support coming um, as we fully understand the, the implications of the um, sort of impact of coronavirus. Absolutely. And in terms of one of the areas that's not necessarily business specific, but people who work for your family businesses or you yourselves might be interested in. So there's definitely questions around what happens for people who are in rented accommodation. There have been some announcements about people who have mortgages, but still nothing um, for rented accommodation. And certainly we're expecting announcements from on that in the coming days. So there are many different elements. The government is also continuing to update the advice that it's providing to employers to keep their employees safe at work. You and I are very lucky. We can work from home. It's not ideal, but it's possible. But there are many people who have, you know, in industries where they have to physically be there. Um, and so the government's continually um, providing updates from Public Health England or from other kind of bodies in the default um, administrations to make sure that employees are safe at work as, as far as possible. Um, and that certainly is a challenge as well. We know that families have, are saying to us the key thing for them is keeping their people safe at work and making sure that they're able to keep them on, um, whatever might happen in the coming months, and that's absolutely essential. Yeah. The other issue that people are raising or and has been discussed around is about is supply chains. Now, conversely, we're we're in a slightly strange situation here because businesses have spent three or four years really getting to know their supply chains because of Brexit. Mm. And so the businesses that we've been speaking to on the first on the past few days are very aware of where the challenges are in their supply chain. Um, so they've been able to deploy some of their contingency planning that they've already ha- had um, up and running. So that's been quite used. That planning that people have done has been very useful and been, made sure they've been able to deploy things on the supply chain side really quite effectively. Mm. Uh, and again, I think um, the, the um, point to, to perhaps make is, although we don't know how long this thing is going to sort of be around and and impact us for the hope is that it is short term we're seeing reports at the moment that china are having fewer and fewer cases whether that's the um, reality of it or whether that's something that you know that is going to pick up again over there who knows but if it is true then we're looking at you know a few months of initial 
um, disruption. And then beyond that, it's a rebuilding kind of um, mentality. And um, again, I'm sure there'll be an immense amount of support for businesses going through that um, yeah. to come out the other side. And I think it's important to help businesses that are able to stay open um, as much as possible. So we've been supporting a campaign that's been set up by Family Business United and the Family Business Network, where they are putting a dedicated website in place to promote those businesses that are staying open or are providing services online. There's a list on there. Please get in touch with Family Business United if you want to be added to that page just so that we can promote and publicise and support family businesses wherever possible. Yeah, and we will link all of those up in the show notes as well. So links to your site and to the Family Business United site as well so that people can find those by clicking on the show notes um, and adding their names to that. Um, I, I think it's... Obviously, it's a really scary time, and and I'm not not diminishing that, but this sort of time as well is always um, an opportunity to highlight how um, human ingenuity can uh, really set us apart. And I think the you know the overwhelming feeling I have around the family business um, sector is that. that they've never had to um, deal with perhaps something like this, but the the values and the ingenuity and the um, familiness of of um, businesses is something that can really help to um, hold things together at the moment. It is would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. It's an incredibly supportive community. One of the things we're trying to do is share stories of best practice, um, how people are coping in these incredible times to try and help each other. Because I think that's one of the things that's so great about working with family businesses uh, is that they really do want to help each other. And it's a very supportive community. And I think that's where our strength lies and and something that will help us get through Mm. these difficult times. Um, you talk about ingenuity. I, just, I want to flag as well the government. I just, I'm sure people have seen the government has put out a call to any businesses that might be able to help in developing and manufacturing respirators. There are, if you think that your business can do anything uh, in part in the development and manufacturing of those, then there are details on our site about how to get in touch with the relevant government authorities as well. Yeah. They're also looking at um, other areas where business might be able to help with kind of. Um, health shortages so i don't know if you saw that louis vuitton is helping make yes. um, hand sanitizer yeah. so if there's anything that a business thinks that they can do um to help with any of those efforts then either get in touch with me or we will have information on the website about how you can do that mm-hmm. um but also we are constantly feeding back to government about what other support businesses need and the particular challenges that they're facing so if there is something that would really help you during this difficult time, then please let us know. And we will feed that into the our government contacts mm-hmm. um, because I think that's really important. Certainly one of the issues I know exists for family businesses uh, with defined benefit pension schemes is with payments into those schemes. We're looking at what options there are for businesses to um, temporarily stop paying into those legacy schemes, mm-hmm. you know, they have the funding to pay out to the 
to the pensioners in them. That's not the, the issue. It's, it's a cash flow issue to make sure that they're not having to pay into those. So there's lots of different challenges. It's about making sure that, as you say, if this is a temporary situation of a few difficult months or a difficult year, that businesses are able to make it through and that they're still there on the other side. Yeah, and um, organisations such as your own are there to um, offer support and um, guidance through um, this time. So j- just remind um, the audience where they can get um, hold of you and um, what the uh, web address and uh, things like that are. So um, our web address is ifb.org.uk. Um, you can email me directly if that's helpful at fiona.graham at ifb.org.uk and Russell include my email address in the show notes as well, I'm sure. Yeah, there are dedicated uh, government web pages as well. So if you go to gov.uk, there's a lot on there, a lot of information, but we also link to the relevant parts on our site. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you could uh, kind of sum up, again, difficult because um, we are where we are with it and it's such a, a fluid um, situation, but if there was a, a message to pass on to family businesses out there um, at the current uh, sort of time, what would that be? I think my message would be there is already a lot of support been announced. Um, Find out what is relevant for you and your business. But also, if there are things you need, let us know, because the government is making new announcements. This wasn't a one-off announcement. They know that they need to add add to this. They will continue to make changes. Um, So please get in touch and tell us what would make the biggest difference and what would help because it's so essential that they have that feedback, that we have that feedback to make sure that we're getting this right for small businesses, medium-sized, large businesses. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, everybody's important. And so we need to we need to make sure that you're getting the support you need from government yeah. um, and from, and from organisations like ours. If there's advice or support that you want from us, let us know and we will do it. Fantastic. Um, and who knows, we, we may, um, uh, obviously, we're in uh, unprecedented times. So we, we may be having more of these conversations on uh, these podcasts going forward. Um, and um, obviously, there is the, the support out there um, uh, on the IFB website. So um, stay in touch. And um, Fiona, thank you for your uh, time and input. Um, today um, it is difficult we are talking to each other from our homes at the moment rather than from our uh, places of work which uh, is strange as well um, but uh, the, um, the, the fighting spirit is there so um, let's uh, obviously stay in touch and uh, I'll speak with you again soon yeah thank you very much and thank you for making the time to give this update because I think it is really important so thank you for all you do Well, I hope that was useful. And as I say, that everything we discussed in that interview will be in the show notes um, and available to you via, if you go to fanbizpodcast.com forward slash coronavirus, the episode will be there with all the links to everything we've talked about in today's show in there as well. I thought it might be useful to just talk a little bit about remote working. Now, businesses that are able to remote work 
and to to send some or all of their staff home to to work from home may not be used to operating in that kind of arena. It is something that I have been doing for a while. And so I just wanted to share my experience of what what makes it work for me. So firstly, if as a business you don't have the sort of policies and procedures in place for remote working, use this experience as a way of learning as to, to whether things can be improved or, or adapted going forward if uh, anything like this, hopefully it doesn't, but if anything like this comes up again, then we can use this as a learning experience as to what we do within our, our businesses. But if you are sending people home to work and they can get access to all the various systems um, that they need to do their job. One of the key elements that is very much lacking when you um, work remotely or you, you work from home is the the human interaction that you would normally have in a workplace. And for a couple of days that might be quite nice, but after a while it does become quite a lonely uh, experience. So there are software packages and tools that you can use to help alleviate that. Some of you might be at home with your family and therefore that doesn't become too much of an issue. But for others, if you are um, on your own and, and want to look at what tools can be used to help uh, keep in touch, the first one that I would recommend is Zoom. So Z-O-O-M, the website is zoom.us and it is a video calling service. So you set up an account, it is free and you uh, send a link to somebody, they click on the link and you connect via webcam to um, each other's computers and you can talk to each other. It's not quite the same as being there in person but it is at least some face-to-face -face contact and conversation from people. And it's a great way to check in uh, with people to make sure they're doing okay um, and that they, they haven't got any issues. So that, that would be Zoom. If you want to put more than two people in a conversation, so you and one other, if you want that to be three people, for example, you would need to move to the paid version to get more than 40 minutes. The free version allows you 40 minutes with more than two people in the room. But if you want more, it's uh, paid. And I think it's, it's something like 15 $20 a month for that. So not not too expensive for, for what it offers. Um, but it's a fantastic way to hold team meetings if you need to get everyone together, dialing in via a Zoom room. Um, it's the first time you've done it. It can be quite entertaining. I had a call earlier on this evening where somebody's uh, webcam basically put them upside down on the screen and we couldn't work out why because his uh, webcam was the right way up but it projected him upside down which um, proved to be quite amusing and I think humor is needed at the moment. So that's Zoom, that's good for uh, video calling and, and chatting. If you want to do more collaboration and you're a Microsoft user, then Microsoft have something called Teams. It's a very good system. Yeah, you can use it to share documents. You can have chat, so instant messenger type chat. And you can have integration into Outlook. It kind of coordinates everything Office-based. I mean, Office 365 in one place. And is a very, very useful tool to, to allow collaborative and team working, even though you may be on different locations. Um, it takes a little bit more work to get used to than Zoom, but I do recommend it. So that's Microsoft Teams. If you are a Microsoft subscriber, I believe it is free and you download it. And once you set your team up, 
and again i'm more than happy to run anyone through setting any of these systems up if they need help get in touch and, and we can set that up but teams is a fantastic way of collaborating on and sharing documents etc you can also do video calls on there in my view it's not quite as good as zoom but it is still useful if you need to dial into somebody quickly you can just click on their um, name and, and call them straight from from teams so that's quite useful Next on the list is something called Slack, which again is very, very useful from a sort of a team working and, and project management uh, perspective. You can set up individual channels within Slack, focusing on different things. So if you've got various different projects or policies that are being uh, implemented, you can set up a channel for each of those within Slack. And then you can allow access to those channels to the people that need access to them. And then they can collaborate and share ideas in there as well. You can share documents, you can post videos, you can do um, all sorts of things in Slack. It's just a very useful communication team. It's just a very useful communication tool for teams that, again, might be useful in this current time. Beyond that, there are obviously things like Google Docs um, and spreadsheets and things like that that are hosted through Google that can be accessed from uh, web links. Uh, and then Basecamp as well, which is something I have a, a little bit of experience of. And that, again, is something that's pretty easy to set up and you can share tasks and tools and documents and things like that in there. So there's plenty of tools out there for people if you are looking for ways to adapt and work remotely. If it's not something that you're used to doing and you do need some help with the tools that I've talked about, please do get in touch. I'm more than happy to, to spend some time running through it, probably over Zoom or, or over the phone for that. So those tools are all very well and good. But, but as I say, one of the elements that I found was sort of toughest with remote working is the potential loneliness. And given the environment we're working in at the moment where people are going to be afraid, um, they're perhaps going to be tempted to spend a little bit more time looking at social media or looking at um, websites for, for headlines. Keeping in contact with everybody and, and staying together as a team throughout this is really, really important as a duty of care as an employer to make sure you're touching base with people on a regular basis so that they're not feeling too isolated they're not feeling too alone and they're able to sort of carry on the, the good old uh, british saying of keep calm and carry on so i would recommend keeping communication channels open those sort of tools allow you to have team meetings so you might not be in the same place but you can at least dial in at the same time if we're going to be working from home for a bit longer than just one or two weeks then having regular meetings with people obviously helps keep uh, morale up during uh, what's going to be a tricky few weeks or months hope that's been useful again get in touch if i can help over and above that and, and beyond sort of the, the specifics of tools that you can utilize there's also some good tips. There's lots of articles out there at the moment about how to work from home successfully and I'm sure you will find your own way. What I'm about to talk about is not a, a definitive how-to guide. I think if, if I could give you one tip it is to find your own way of working from home that keeps the balance right between working and looking after your physical and mental health because after all that is really important at the moment as well. So General tips that I would suggest from my own experiences of working at home is make sure you get some uh, fresh air, plenty of fresh air. 
I'm pretty certain it's safe to go for walks as long as you keep some distance from people. So if you are, even if you are self-isolating or, or going through that process, I think getting some fresh air is really important. I heard a lovely story actually about, I think it was Italy, it may, may have been China, but the the towns that are reconnecting with nature because when they wake up in the mornings and there's no traffic, they can hear birdsong. And the the kind of beauty of nature is is sort of being made aware to them again because it's not being drowned out by the sound of cars running up and down the road. So, again, just simple things like that, getting some fresh air in the morning and, and listening to birdsong if things are quiet can be a really uplifting way to, to start the day. One of the other things that I think this provides an opportunity for us is it, it's a way to look at how you might adapt your business, adapt your product, um, look at how people might want to consume what it is that you produce in different ways, given the circumstances that we find ourselves in. There, there's quite a lot at the moment of people saying in conversations I'm having that they believe that the changes that we're experiencing at the moment are probably ones that are going to catch on and we're going to go to more like this. We're not going to return back entirely to uh, how we worked before. So adapting and using this opportunity to look at human behavior and look at how people consume products is potentially an opportunity and an incredible opportunity to um, highlight innovation, to demonstrate our human endeavor, our resilience and our ingenuity to create or adapt um, our services to suit how people want to consume things um, now. And again, one of the, the huge benefits of uh, family and businesses, they're often very uh, much able to make quicker decisions around things like that than say a big corporate business that's owned by thousands of shareholders. So it is a really, really good opportunity to look at that. It's also an opportunity to work on your business as a whole, um, looking at your, your policies and procedures and things like succession planning and uh, business continuity and all that kind of stuff. Because if um, you're working from home away from the, the sort of normal hustle and bustle of the um, work and, and day job, then it is an opportunity to sort of take a breath and go, okay, what are some of the other things we can get out of this situation that will move us forward uh, when we can get things back to normal? So again, I'd suggest looking at that kind of stuff. It's also a really good time to learn a new skill. So I have heard stories of families who are, they've had a family meeting of different generations in different locations over Zoom. And they have all vowed that during this time where their things are not quite um, normal, they're going to learn a new skill. So some of the younger members of the family, the kids are going to learn to cook. Some of the older members are going to learn something to do with physics or something else that fascinates them and they're going to use it as an opportunity to develop themselves and to learn new skills uh, and I think that's a really interesting take on what we could get quite sort of depressed about this situation um, seeing it as an opportunity to improve ourselves and seeing it as an opportunity to improve our businesses will mean that when we come out the other side we'll be stronger for it. One of my biggest tips, I think, in just in general, is to make sure we're talking to each other. As I said, uh, and I've probably mentioned too many times throughout this episode, there is a lot of fear out there at the moment. There is fear for our family's health. There is fear for our family's well-being, our financial well-being. And talking to people about it 
inevitably makes things better. A problem shared is a problem halved, I think the saying goes. And I think that's absolutely true. So if there are other family businesses that you can reach out to, if there are other friends or support groups that you can reach out to and just talk about this stuff, I think it's really, really important. As I've said throughout the show, if you want to reach out to me and have a chat about things, I'm more than happy to to lend an ear. I appreciate I'm probably a stranger to most of you, but it it is something I'm happy to um, do. I've done for quite a few listeners who have got in touch. We've jumped on a Zoom call and we've had a chat about things and, and shared some ideas as to how to take things forward. So if that would be useful, again, do get in touch uh, via email. It's russ at the fbc.co.uk. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to help in any way I can. I think the most important thing, though, is to make sure everybody is looking after their mental health. It's very easy to read all the negative headlines. It's very easy to see all the um, red numbers on stock markets and obviously the trials and tribulations that you'll be experiencing within your own business can very soon become overwhelming. Particularly if you are leading a family business or you're leading a business, it can be really overwhelming and really quite lonely position. And so looking after our mental health is really, really, really important. In one of my previous episodes, I interviewed a chap called Martin Stepek, who is now a mindfulness teacher. He used mindfulness at a time his own family business was going through uh, a particularly rocky time. And it really helped him. It helped him. It helped the relationships with his family. It helped the relationship with his wife during a really difficult time. So if you've got some time, go back and listen to that episode and, and hear the story. It's, it's one of the episodes that has moved me the most um, when you hear about the story of his dad and how he came to set up the business. It's, a, it's an incredible story. But take from that that there is stuff we can be doing for ourselves, gratitude exercises, which might sound a bit twee and a bit kind of, hey, okay, that they are really useful. Just spending five or ten minutes at the beginning and end of the day jotting down what we're really grateful for can change our mindset because if we just sit there and listen to the headlines and the uh, doom and gloom out there, it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed by it. So I would recommend mindfulness, some meditation, some gratitude exercises, things like that. And there are an infinite number of resources online. Just Google mindfulness. There are mindfulness apps, there are gratitude journals, there are all sorts of things that can, again, really look after your mental health. I think the World Health Organization have also issued some guidance on their website, which again, I'll link up in the show notes as to how to do that. So that's probably enough from me at this stage. What I will be doing is, as and when is necessary during what we're experiencing at the moment, if there's something I feel I can add on uh, anything, I'll, I'll record a special episode. I use the word special reluctantly. It's not really special in that sense, but a dedicated episode to sort of what's going on in the world. Beyond that, I will be recording and releasing the series on succession planning, which again might seem a bit strange given what we're going through at the moment, but it is something that when this short-term storm passes, will be firmly on the agenda for um, many family businesses as it always is. So stay strong, reach out to your network, reach out to the people who are providing support. And as I say, you can reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help in any way I can. And until next time, please take care. 
hope you found this episode useful. If you have, then why not share it with your family and see what they think. I work with families just like yours to help them to better understand the complexities that can come with being a family in business. So whether you're just starting out or heading into the umpteenth generation, if you feel that I could help, check out fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ and get in touch. Until next time, take care.